welcome back, Arcade Cozy, coziest game room on the internet. My name is Chris. My name is Corey. And we're coming back at you again. Um, good news, everybody. Corey is not a cripple yet. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> he, um, his leg is, is healed miraculously. He's no, running <laughs> on, on all fours like a, a Spider-Man. I'm, I'm I'm hobbling. Um, when, yeah, it's about as, as far as I've gotten. Sounds like same what thing, I just though. said. Yeah, yeah, yeah same thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah how how is your how's your leg doing overall? Feeling feeling uh, a little bit better? It, it's better. And it's still like I'm like okay, I can put a little weight on it. I can walk. There's definitely no stability on like its interior. Um. Yeah. Then I look at it and it's still like three times the size of my other leg, like swollen wise. I'm like, but got an MRI this coming week, mm. three days. Because yeah. um, origi- well, originally it was gonna be Friday because I left the doctor and I'm like, okay, um, you like uh, we'll have you in Friday. I get a call Thursday. Actually, there we can get you in. It's like Wednesday at nine. I'm like, okay. That's fine. Um, and with my wife, she's on a bachelorette trip for her sister's wedding. I, it's just been me all weekend here, and I haven't been able to do anything other than go a little stir crazy. But like yep. in terms of, I haven't been able to go anywhere. Um, so I just been playing games, love it, games, and it's yeah. been a good time. Yeah, love it. Um, yeah, I haven't had the same experience necessarily i've been just here doing life nice. doing yeah doing my thing haven't broken a leg um just kind of true hanging out doing work being me um yeah. but i'm glad i didn't you're... break anything got yeah. an x-ray and right nothing's broken you yeah. definitely did some ligament damage though hold on a second you're good Alrighty. Um, He's back. I'm back. Um, yeah. My my week has been punctuated by the fact of that it's just been really busy. Um, it's it's kind of the I now I work at a marketing agency now and Ooh. marketing agency life is uh very different. Is fast paced. There's stuff yeah. going on all day long. It's happening. Yeah. Um so I had the uh had the fun uh, feeling at the end of the week where it's like, got to the end of the week and I was like, there is so much more that I need to get done. And I just got to, just got to call it, call it a, yep. <laughs> call it a week. <laughs> it's just moving. It's not on. happening. Um, yeah. So that's been my week, but yeah, you're, uh, so there you're, you're, I mean, to derail it, your wife's been out of town a lot recently, Corey. You've been having a lot of just nice gaming boys weekends hanging out, doing your thing. 
Yeah, when when her sister is getting married, it kind of you know keeps her busy. She is the matron of honor, yeah, um, yeah, and so she's been busy like helping out with all of that. And so I will also be busy, super busy that weekend during the wedding. Yeah, um, but the lead up to there's not really much for me to do. Yeah, so yeah. I get that. Works out. It's worked out pretty well. I can't complain. Look at you. Um, yeah, Corey. I mean. Like like I said, I mean it's a it's a perfect opportunity to uh, play games when yes. in in that kind of plus the fact that you're you know laid up that helps. Um, so I assume you've been playing some games. I've been playing a few games. Um, I, I've been playing a game really. Um, still playing and finished Hollow Knight. So I'll talk about that. Um, you've got some stuff. A uh, little bit. Of, we'll do that on the back end, on the front yep. end. A little bit of news. Um, talk about that. Corey, um, biggest thing out of the gate um, during the week, uh, Lance Reddick, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah. actor um, who's, you know, best, I mean, known for a lot of things. Is in John Wick, was in yes. Fringe, was in Lost. Um, gamers might know him, The Wire. The gamers might know him from, you know, Horizon mm-hmm. and uh, Destiny. Yes. Um, he passed away, um, which was, you know, one of the more, uh, you know, he's he's young relatively whenever you, yeah. I mean, he was 60. Um, he's not, you know, he's he's not like a, a young spry man, but he's, he's young relative to, yeah. you know, people who are passing away you know, from old age or anything like that. Um, and it was like legitimately felt like kind of a, a shocking kind of thing. Um, which, you know, granted it's not like I've admittedly, I mean, I think one of his best known roles is his role either on the wire or on John wick, neither of which I've seen. Um, John wick, especially like I kind of kick myself over not seeing because like I, would love to see John Wick. And I've seen there've been plenty of times where I'm like, man, very I'm good. just gonna I'm just gonna binge through these these John Wick movies. And it's just like I, I don't. And um so so yeah, it's definitely got me kind of in that mode of like I really would like to to see some stuff because you know Lance Reddick is has has like a very commanding presence in a lot of his roles and is very has a very kind of like iconic uh voice and oh yeah persona and atmosphere about him so no he i feel like always always stole the show and basically any scene he was in yeah um loved him in horizon he uh horizon forbidden uh horizon zero dawn horizon forbidden west plays the main not antagonist, but you know, friend of me. Yeah, yeah. He's phenomenal in the John Wick movies. You should watch the John Wick movies. It was probably in college that or The Martian was our favorite, like pre-game, like drinking yeah. game was yeah. John Wick. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's super sad to see someone like he's relatively young. It's tragic to see to lose someone. Um. And for me, like I was really, I was introduced to him initially in Horizon. Then I watched The Wire. I'm like, wait, I know that voice. And I saw him and then he's in Destiny and 
just iconic voice, like we said. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's awful to see, you know, hug the ones that you love, tell them you love them because you never know what's going to, what's what tomorrow will bring. Yeah. Um, and it is, I mean, it's, it, um, going back to kind of like the frenemy thing. Like, I think that that is one of the, I mean, he played probably his, like, if you play video games, like his straightest role is like commander Zavala from destiny, which is Mm -hmm. just kind of like, he's, he's one of the good guys. He's one of the, he's just one of the guys, part of the team. He's one of the central key like keepers of light as they would Mm -hmm. like, I think kind of be called. Um, but the majority of his roles, at least that I remember him and being in, he always kind of played that like figure of authority, figure of knowledge who also kind of like seemed like he had, like he knew more than he was letting on, like always had more knowledge kind of was operating in the shadows potentially. Mm -hmm. Um, and like could be bad, could be good. You never really knew. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, that was kind of his thing in horizon was being this character that was like, he's, he's like supporting you, but you're also not entirely sure of like what his motives are. And I think he like really played that sort of, like character very well. Yeah. He was an all, not only the voice actor in the horizon, but he was also the face model. They used him. Right. Yeah. Was, like he was in the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, he just had the chops to pull off the, like that role. I feel like very few people can pull off the role where you really never know their true loyalties or their true intentions like are they really helping me are they in it for themselves is it both is it neither is there some are they working for someone and he could just balance any scene on a knife edge and yeah he will be missed yeah um so yeah i hate that um it's it's something that like not to go too deep into the weeds but it's something that i'm like as i get older i'm more acutely aware of it's just mortality and people like people passing away and it is a it's a sad thing um so so yeah well i i will miss kind of seeing i mean he'll he he has roles that will continue um even for the next couple of years i think like um there's a I think it's the Disney Plus show, but in the Percy Jackson adaptation, yes. mm-hmm. readaptation, he plays Zeus, and I don't yep. think that comes out until next year. Um, mm-hmm. So there'll be, you know, he'll he'll still have some roles that are being like presented and yep. new coming out, and um, but yeah, it'll I'll I need to need to get on the John Wick. I hear that his role in that is super solid. It's he plays. <sighs> Not a, I mean, it's a side character, but like yep. just very influential within the movies. Yep. He's very yep. fun in them. You'll, yep. you'll enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, <clears throat> um, I mean, switching back over to like game specific stuff, there hasn't been like a ton, a ton, I feel like going on. I mean, it, it feels like it's very much, you know, we hit that. Um, well, I, I take that back. Um, Resident Evil 4 
remake. Uh, that, Getting that's been having reviews. Reviews, right? That's been having reviews drop. Um, it comes out uh, the week that this podcast releases, yep. so it's not out yet. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think as expected, like people are hot on it. I'm very curious, like, and I did it intentionally, like pre. Before we ever created the podcast, I played Resident Evil 4 for the first time, like, yep. we, you know, within months. And I had the experience where it was like, don't love this. Like, right. It's fine. Um, but they even described it as very tanky. Well, very tanky, which I think is like the like it it played like ass, like yeah. from somebody who like had never had any experience with it. Like it played really tough um yeah. but also too like i think i just had trouble seeing where a lot of that like love came from with it because of how like because of how campy it was mm-hmm. and how like in the modern era it didn't really feel like it played well and it wasn't i was sitting there and i was like i don't see where the love is for this. Like I can understand from a nostalgic perspective, but like the fact that people may still call it like one of the best games of all time. I was like, I just don't, I don't understand it. I can't. Um, so I'm interested. Like I really do want to play resident evil Four, partially for that reason, because it's like, for one, I very recently played the original, um, resident evil four. So I have some perspective, um, and for two, because it may help me get a better picture of like, get a more modernized take of, okay, this is like, this is why this game, like stripping away some of that like antiquatedness and making mm-hmm. it a little bit more relevant today, maybe it would help me going in to be like, okay, now I see it. Um, yep. Which from what I understand, like to be fair, like I've heard some of the reviews that I've seen, like all of which have been positive, but there there's enough of a sense there that it's like, okay, it's not one for one, a remake. It It is like, it changes a few things up. Yep. It subverts it. And I've heard some people say like it, it isn't like dead space in like comparison right. where dead yep. space remake was like, basically like we're just, making the original better. It's like, this is making the original better, but it's also changing a few things here and there. Mm -hmm. Um, and so like it could, it could change things for me in a good way or change, or change things in a bad way. I don't know necessarily what that would look like, but like, um, overall, like I'm, I'm excited to hear that it's doing good. I mean, I'm, I'm continuously just impressed by Capcom and they're like, you know, they put out like a, they're putting out like banger new resident evil games. They're remaking the old games and people love them to death. I mean, even like resident evil three people weren't like, those are the best thing ever. But like, I think that was more comparison based on resident evil two being yep. like people's minds were blown. And then resident evil three was like, eh, you know, mm. it's, it, it's fine. <laughs> um, yep. But yeah, I it's it's made me want to just maybe try getting into more Resident Evil games. Um 
which is tough because like I would want to try and get into the modern stuff. And that would mean like if I wanted to like get a full picture of things, I would have to start with Resident Evil 7. Which I don't know that I can do that. Mega scary. Yeah. And that's that's the tough thing with it. It's like Resident Evil 7. I mean, it's not like Resident Evil's like can be nonsensical, but I am a story boy and I like to yep. get in there and like really have some good context. And there's a part of me like having finished Hollow Knight, like I was looking at, I was looking at a, my list of like, okay, here are like some of the shorter games. And it's like Resident Evil 7 is up there on my it's list of like shorter like 10 games hours, yeah. yeah it's it's not very long but it's still like but those 10 hours could be rough well and i don't know that for, i can do it because i've looked into resident evil as well by the way i'm nominating you for our podcast to jump on the resident oh, evil train oh, thank you thank uh, you so much but I, when i was looking into it what i've what i saw in regards to seven is specifically it's like first like four hours of its like 10 hour runtime yeah. are the miserable like horror parts and it's the back half that turns into what essentially resident evil 8 is in a lot of resident evil it goes very campy but yeah. i i think it's a claim uh to fame seven or it's back on trackness to fame um is those first opening hours in the mansion um where it's just like you are being hunted at all times in this little Louisiana house. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, I mean, I feel like that's kind of resident evil's thing. Cause even four is like that where mm-hmm. those beginning hours, you're in the Spanish villa. And yeah. then by the end, you're, you know, in a castle with a rocket launcher. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, it's, um, it gets, it, it strips away some of that tension over time. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That combination that and then um, Legend of Zelda, like wanting to kind of revisit some of those titles again. Mm-hmm. Who, who even knows what I'm doing with my life right now? Well, I don't even know. Um, to, to wind back to Resi, <laughs> just it's more of a thought now yeah, that yeah. We're, we're into this. Um, and so I'm. I feel very confident that they're going to remake one from the ground up, like completely. Because the original Resident Evil was on PlayStation 1. It looks like booty, like most games did. Yeah. I'm, so I'm very confident that with how they've been doing this, they are working on a full remake of the game. Will be probably different. My, yeah. I'm, I'm well, wondering. I mean, and just to side rail, there is a, there is a Resident Evil remake um, that was made for the GameCube. That was like, okay. it was a, it was a full on, like in the way that we think of remakes today, where it was like full overhaul, everything like that. Okay. Um, but I have heard, you know, just as a, I wanted to throw that in there just, just so we're yeah. aware of it. But I have also heard that people have said, okay, like they may also re remake Resident Evil kind of to yeah. to modernize it in the same way, um, yeah. which I think would be like, because even still, I mean, there are plenty of people who are like, oh, no, yeah, like that's um, Resident Evil is like the original still is a pretty scary game. Yeah. Like, so I could imagine it would it would really stand up if it were done again. Yeah. I'm just wondering if they'll do five and six because I know like two, three and four. And then like now seven and eight 
But two, three, and four were, are like the beloved titles of the series, and five and six are like the ugly stepchildren, to my understanding. Yeah. And I'm wondering, is Capcom going to ride this train, or even if they should ride the train for five and six, um, knowing that they're just not quite up to par as maybe the others have been? Yeah, I I don't know what the like consensus is from the community. Um, I mean, I played Resident Evil 5 is one of the only Resident Evil games that I played, and that was because it was full campaign co-op. Like, that was the right. big thing with it, um, which people still talk about. Like, even though it's not like a great Resident Evil game, it is a really good co-op shooter. Okay. Um, so, which I, I can attest to a lot of fun, like not very scary. Um, and you know, I is weird in how it's connected to everything going on, but still a like really fun game to play. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think at this point I would, I would be curious what fans would want if they would want them to go in and remake five and six. And if they did, how would they want them to handle that? Would they mm-hmm. want them to effectively like make brand new games? Because I think that's what they would want, not yeah. to just make those games prettier. But then at the same time, would they prefer? Because I would almost think I would prefer some of the like lesser known titles get some big overhaul. Like they're the 3DS Revelations games that are right. like yeah. that are supposed to be pretty popular, and then some other like. Side ones that are less popular, like Code Veronica and some of these that maybe yeah. could see some love. Um, so I I am curious where they would go from here. Um, just because like, you know, they're they did make it to Resident Evil 4. So what where do they go now? Right. Um, so so yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm curious, but Capcom's Capcom can get it right now. So you know they ha- also have, have a- faith great deal uh on nintendo and on playstation uh, what sale going on right now mm-hmm. what yeah i picked up the grace eight great ace attorney chronicles and the phoenix Wright trilogy for 15 dollars. both of them nice so. i um yeah i need to speaking of something i need to play um i've only played a few chapters of ace attorney Cr- trilogy the Chronicles Phoenix Wright Chronicles yep. trilogy. Um, I have that on my Switch, but I've I haven't played a ton of it, and it makes makes me sad that that's the case. But it is what it is. So maybe one day. Yeah, maybe one day. Um, yeah, Corey. Um, speaking of uh, games, um, you've you've been playing. Yep. <laughs> you've been playing games. I have um, been playing games. What what have you been playing? I, I've still been working through Persona 4 Golden. I think that might be a just a bonus episode that we do whenever I wrap up on that. Just yep. talking Golden and Persona 5 and all of that. Um, so don't really have much to comment there other than I love it. I watch yeah. the intro every time. Um, yep. Yeah, it's really good. Um, Very nice. Uh, but the big thing I started this week, and we talked about it a little bit last week, um, I started Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, um, yeah, the new Switch version, the chibi version uh-huh. of it, and it's pretty good. Um, I can't, I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, I, I love it. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a pretty good. It's pretty good. I, I think it's a, 
it's a good start or a good doorway. And for me, it's um, yeah. uh, the premise of Link's Awakening, the Switch version. It is the remake of Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, I think, back from the late 90s was the original. Um, yeah, mid, I think more, I think it may be more. I think it's like 93, 94. Okay, maybe early, early yeah. 90s. I, I, um, I don't have my year in front of me. Regardless, it's one of the older games. Um, it's, uh, I think you can play the old version of it on the Nintendo Switch Online right now. Now um, that they have the Game Boy yeah, stuff. I believe yeah. it's on there. Uh, if you want to check it out. But I've been playing the remake of the Switch version. Um, premise is Link wakes up from a storm that he was sailing on, on, on this Island. Um, he has to find, uh, his sword, his shield. And they're like, Oh, you need to find these seven things to wake the wind fish. And that's all you really get. Um, you're, you're in like this little village. Um, and you're talking to this owl and he's telling you to go find things and kind of where to go. Um, and it feels very kid like, not in a bad way, but I'm just like, Oh, this is very much like a doorway for kids to get into Zelda. It feels like, um, yeah. Yeah. not that that's a bad thing. That's just the impression I have. It's very easy. Um, it's fun. Um, you, you feel pretty strong, um, kind of out the gate as link. Um, and yeah, I, I'm digging it. Uh, I'm a decent ways in of the seven instruments to play, to wake the wind fish. Okay. Um, I have two of them, um, already. Um, and it feels pretty straightforward how to get them. It's, you have your open world Island and you're kind of moseying around the owls like okay you need to go to the mystery forest and there you'll find this key take this key bring it back to this dungeon you go to this dungeon here's one of the instruments and it's kind of it's a flowing thing kind of like that where you exit this dungeon here's this thing you need to do you go there to get it you take it back to this place you go into your dungeon you find your next thing um yeah i'm enjoying it i think this will be something i see to the end because i'm like okay i don't know if there's anything past the seven instruments but i have two of them already i've only put in like maybe three hours into the game um maybe not even that and i'm zipping along and flying through it and yeah i'm really enjoying it yeah it's um yeah admittedly like my first thorough experience with Link's Awakening didn't happen until the Switch remake. Um, I played it like here and there. Like I would have a friend who had it then I would play a little bit on his Game Boy whenever I was a kid. Um, But I didn't really have that full experience and it is such a like it is one of those Zelda games not in the same way that Majora's Mask is but it, it, it is very much one of the weirder yeah, offshoots. It's odd. For yeah. Sure. And it definitely lets that kind of, it was designed as a, as a side project, just yep. as like, you know, we're working on something else. Let's go ahead and make this thing too. And I think it came, I mean, it came out in a similar way that Majora's mask came out a year after Ocarina of time. I think mm-hmm. links awakening came out 
maybe like a yearish after a link to the past, which was okay. the like proper right. SNES title. Um, and it is, I mean, it is weird because it is the thing where it's like, there are other Nintendo characters that kind of mm-hmm. show up and there's there. a lot of just kind of like strange stuff going on. And it also lacks a lot of like core, the uh, Zelda tenants, like no Triforce and no princess nope. Zelda and no like Hyrule and um, all yeah. this kind of stuff. The, the game opens and you go Zelda because that's a girl that way. She's like, I'm not Zelda, silly. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, yeah. are you sure? And as I'm squinting, I'm like, <laughs> a little bit like her. <laughs> or is she? What? Um, but it is a like, it is one of those things that does, in my mind, feel very special because it is one of those like, again, it's one of those things where it's not like I want the gaming world to just be this like big blob of weird shit. Right. Constantly. <laughs> like, but whenever stuff like this comes out, especially in the middle of just like the dregs of you're playing a lot of the same stuff and you're whatever, like you're it's this even back then, like even back then where you just had your standard setup, like having a game like this on the Game Boy, I imagine just was like, you know, revolutionary. Yeah. You know, being able to play this kind of thing. And that's the thing is like, there's a lot of stuff that was largely kind of just as a result of the fact that it was a Game Boy game. Like the, one of the worst things I think about, uh, Link's Awakening is how like maze like it is and how difficult it is to get around. And that, you know, largely being because it's like, okay, well, they can't fit a huge world on the Game Boy. So we have to like kind of make it feel bigger than it is. So we have to wind you around a lot more. If we just gave you a straight shot, you'd be done with this thing in five minutes. Um, So I remember it being like confusing and obtuse at times, but it was a thing where I came away and I was just like, man, this is, this legitimately is like a really charming Zelda entry. I think that's like the biggest compliment I give is it's very charming. It's very welcoming. It wants you to go in and have fun and to counter your, your thoughts there. It does wind you through getting to places a lot, but usually at the end of each of those places, at least so far, it's offered a way to create a shortcut back yeah, for me. Yeah. And now I can get through the like the mis- the mysterious forest or the foggy forest or whatever it's called. So, okay, I can get through it in, the, in a straight shot now. Yeah. Or, okay, now I can move these boulders and all these things out of the way. Now I can move my way over here. And so yep. it, I had that thought earlier. I'm like, oh, there's no fast travel. That kind of sucks. But eventually it's like, oh, no, I can get from point A to point B realistically. In honestly, like a minute and a half, maybe two minutes, if that, most of the time yep. now, of like the areas I've been through just because of how it's set up. And yep. yeah, it is a bit of an amalgamation of Nintendo ideas. Like there's Yoshi's in the game so far, it has like the Mario, like snapping piranha plant in yep. it. Um, it has the uh. Mario, um, oh, what are they called? Like the little brown, like moving side to side guys. Oh, the Goombas. Uh, 
Goombas are in it. And, and I'm sitting here and like my brain's like registering it, but I'm also not registering I'm like that doesn't belong here kind of a thing. <laughs> um, but still, it, it's very fun. I think I agree with you. Projects like this, I think should happen more where it does, even though this is the remake and it's like this chibi version, which I want to talk about the chibi idea in a little bit here. Um, but it really feels like a bunch of dudes like, had a little bit of time on their hands. Like, let's just see what we can come up with here. Yeah. And it's been very, it's very successful. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I think talking about it more right now, I think I'm liking it more just now, like thinking about it. Cause I do think it's puzzles are challenging enough to like keep me engaged. I think it's combat while there's one option right now. It's hit with my sword or throw this sleepy stuff. Yeah. Um, it's still like complex enough for me to like really have to, okay, I can't just go in and swing. I have to like keep my shield up and like pick my spots on this boss battle as well. Um, I, I think there's enough there to keep me like engaged for the full game. Cause I also know like, okay, there, I'm going to get more things because I can't beat this in me whatsoever right now. Also, I love the ball chain uh, thing. Follow me around. Yeah. Um, the wow, wow. chain chomp. Yeah. Chain chomp. Oh, he, he is OP in the game. He's just <laughs> rolling up on the guys. Like, I'm going to eat them. I'm like, you do your thing, man. I'm not judging. Do your thing. Um, and yeah, it's, I love the soundtrack. I love a good yeah. video yeah. game soundtrack. And this one's phenomenal. And the not Zelda Zelda, um, sings the Windfish song. You can just mm-hmm. ask her to, and she'll play it as you're just like in the town. And I find it hauntingly beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just fun to see it all around. Like the game itself is super fun. I'm going to see it to the end. I think it's been a good entryway into this Zelda series for me. I do think my next one is going to be linked to the past on the SNES title yep. to see, okay, this is the not leftovers, but the, it was just kind of like a, here you go. That came yep. after that, yep. but I know it's has to be taking some sorts of elements from that core game. And so I'm going to pick yep. that up next. Um, and really see what happens from there. Yeah. I'm interested to hear. I have not played Link to the Past in a while. Played it a ton when I was a kid. Um, that was like the Zelda that I cut my teeth on. Um, so I'm very interested because I mean, even still, like there are a lot of people who regard Link to the Past as being the best like Zelda game. Um, so I'm interested to, to see how that, uh, how that goes. How you feel about it? Yeah, I'm very excited for it. Again, this is a project taken on over the next month and a half now, I guess. Yeah. Um, this, I think it feels a very easy one to finish. So I'm going to. I don't know if I will finish Link to the Past, Ocarina of Time, maybe Majora's Mask, as well as I'm going to jump back into Breath of the Wild. I'm not going to start a new game on Breath of the Wild. I don't see a okay. lot of point in that. Um, you never know. Two cents. You never know. You never um, know. But I've only done two divine beasts, so my idea for Breath of the Wild is okay. Well, let's just go do the other two divine beasts, um, and like see what happens from there. Maybe yeah. 
maybe finish it. Um, yeah. No, wait, no, I've, have I done three Divine Beasts and I have one left? Is that what it is? That might be what it is. Hmm, I don't know. Hmm. Um, I'll yeah. check in on it. I'll, I'll boot it up this week just to give an, offer an update next. Um, but yeah, Zelda Project, going well so far. I'm liking it. Love it. Oh. Um, Chibis. Yeah. What do we think of this whole chibi chibied version of remakes because legend of zelda links awakening's done it pokemon brilliant diamond shining pearl they yep. chibied it um they chibied it yeah um trying to think there i had one one other one where it was also done the same but it's oh I wonder, is it just like a simple like art style to make for remakes? Is that why it's become like a popular trend? Or has it just been like this is like easiest way to, most appealing way for a younger audience to get into the game? It, you know, I, I don't know. I think, I think in part it is a simpler style. Um, I think. I don't necessarily, I'm saying I don't know because I don't necessarily know the like motivation. Um, because it's not, I mean, chibi styles like have their own challenges just in yeah. like depending on depending on how you're used to illustrating, like it can be a it can be a challenging thing to go with. Um, but I think with Link's Awakening, it was more of a it was more of an aesthetic choice where because the entire thing has this kind of like weird uh, dreamlike quality about it, there was a choice being made of like, we're going to go in and create this almost kind of like clay-like, you know, atmosphere to things and and it have kind of a weird aesthetic look to it. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like Brilliant Diamond's Shining Pearl, I think was more kind of maybe limitations than anything um, because you see it where it's like, it would be one thing if, if things were consistent, but it's also like, you know, you're chibi in the world, but then in battles you're not. And then like, there's, there's less consistency there. Um, And I think it was more just kind of like trying to mimic some of those older, like, Game Boy, Game Boy Advance titles and the way those look and kind of modernize that a little bit more. I don't know. Um, but I, I'm, I will say that I don't say this to, to an extent, but or no, no. say it's bad. I, I personally, I like it, but it was just one of those things that like, it feels like a recent trend that has just like gained a lot of steam and has like, it, it just feels what a lot of people are going with, with the remakes. And so, of uh, I guess just older switch titles. Um, not that it's a no, bad no. thing. Just, I'm like, okay, this it's like, it feels just very distinct. Um, and I don't know if it's just easier or what's going on, or if it's like a marketing thing, like I said before, but yeah, I mean, I like it for Link's awakening. It feels right. Um, yeah. I don't think I loved it for, um, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Um, wasn't the biggest fan of that, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm having trouble thinking of another like chibi. I know Bravely Default game. did it, but um, 
Yeah, which that was more... That was more 3DS's whole thing. Like, they had... Which is one of my, like, least favorite things. And what kept me from playing so many 3DS... So many good 3DS games for so long was because... That was just, like, their art style. Was this, like, no-footed... You know, like, big heads, no feet, just stick leg running around thing in this, like, low-poly kind of whatever um, that I never loved. But that was, yeah, I mean, like, they had that, but then also at the same time, like, it wasn't, it wasn't, like, chibi in the same way. And also, like, half of the other 3DS titles did that. Um, So it seems like, I don't know. yeah, the, the other one that comes to mind that did it specifically, I think, based on like limitations was Final Fantasy 15 because Ooh, yeah. they had their big mm-hmm. like pocket port where yes. it was like the full game, but they were just chibi form for that reason where it was like they were simplifying the art styles and the assets and stuff to be able to port it down. Um, so that's also the version you can play on Switch is their yep. chibi version, um, which Good is. Call. I'm on, I'm honestly kind of interested. <laughs> like, um, I don't love love Final Fantasy 15, but if I were to go back to it, I would probably play that version, um, just because yeah. of what? Hold on, no, sorry, okay. <laughs> I'm my brain is breaking for a second because I'm re. I was just looking up something on Chibi Final Fantasy 15. And then I clicked on a thing that was written by somebody that I think I went to high school with. Yeah. I have no clue. Are this they is weird. it? No, just they, they were reviewing for an outlet. Who knows? Yeah. Um, okay. Them. Weird. Yeah. You go. Um, all right. Yeah. Um, what have I been playing, Corey? Um, what have you been I, playing? Yeah. Before I talk about that, because I've, I mean, it's, I've been playing Hollow Knight and that's a thing. Um, something that I forgot to talk about weeks ago that I'll bring up now and just kind of put in the, the interim. Um, I did read Reggie Fisame's uh, book yeah, 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 um, that I never yeah. talked about. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Reggie Fisame, former uh, president of Nintendo mm-hmm. um, from like Oh four to like 2019 ish. He wrote a book last year or came out last year. Um, I read it and had a, like, had a really good time with it. Like, it's, it's one of these things where, like, on the front, it, it is a kind of strange thing. Cause I think in the same way that, like, Ask Awada or some of these, like, you're expecting, okay, it's just pure game stuff. Yeah. And it's weird because Reggie Fisame's book, Disrupting the Game, is more of a business book than it is, okay. like, like it's very much it's there is a lot of there are a lot of side notes and a lot of things that are that are specifically aimed at like bettering your management style and Mm -hmm. thing like bettering just being a better business person um and so like that seems like the main goal of the book is to kind of like teach through the lens of his life um but it's very interesting for people who are like interested in just history of, of video games and things like that, because 
you know, basically the second half of the book is his Nintendo life okay. from the, he came on during the Nintendo DS era and then left um, a couple of years into the Nintendo switch era. So he, I mean, he saw some big, you know, big wins and big, like big losses. And um, during that period also like, you know, Awada passed away and, yep. you know, just all of these different things happening. So you're getting a lot of insight on that. And you're also getting what I felt was like a, a decently kind of rounded picture of why Nintendo operates the way that they do kind of mm-hmm. through the lens of somebody who was, who seemed also frustrated at times that they were like as adamant about certain choices or why they did things certain ways. Um, but it also kind of like adds to a level of respect for Nintendo where it's just like Nintendo's going to do what Nintendo's going to do. Mm-hmm. And you kind of just understand it a little bit better in that regard. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, I think it, you know, if you, uh, if you like Reggie Fils-Aimé's whole thing during his tenure at, uh, Nintendo of America, or if you want to learn more about Nintendo, go and read it. Just be aware that it's not like your stereotypical autobiography. It, it does have some, some corporate like business stuff in there. And also the first half of the book is like his early life. He was, right. uh, he was born of uh, Haitian immigrants who had mm-hmm. moved to New York. Um, and he also spent time, like he went to Cornell and he like worked at VH1. He worked at Procter and Gamble and he right. like, so th- th- that stuff early on, if you're not interested in like his path yeah. to get to Nintendo, you may have a little bit more of a struggle, like going through some of that. Um, but just be aware of that going in. Good book though. Like I want to read it. You know, yeah. It's it's, it's fun. List. Um, you know, it's it's good insight. I always like just kind of learning a little bit more about that stuff. So I enjoyed it. And it's nice. it's a quick read. It's not that I think it's like two fifty ish pages, maybe. Not um bad. Not so bad. it's not yeah, it's not anything gigantic. Um yeah. Uh the thing that I've been playing and finished, uh Hollow Knight. Uh, finished it up I mean finished it in quotes because I did not I I made the decision I was not going to get the plan I was not going to be 112%ing this Mm, this this guy because surprising choice well so I made I, I struck a middle ground where it was like when I first played through Hollow Knight's because it gives you a percentage of like what yep. you the the most you can do, and there's like a trophy for it is like you can get a hundred and twelve percent completion. Mm-hmm. Like that is the thing. Right. Um. I think my first time through, I hit in like the sixty ish range, maybe. So half. Um. This time I hit ninety. So I did more. Um. I did I did more things. Um. But the first time, like I got the quote unquote the bad ending. I didn't do a ton of the like extra stuff on top of it, partially because like some of the DLC wasn't out then. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like an option for me to go and do some of these things. Um, but also too, like I just didn't, I didn't know necessarily. Right. It wasn't really until after word that whenever I was like, I finished the game and I was like, that didn't feel like, like the ending right. that I should, that I should have. <laughs> and it wasn't until after that, that I realized that, right. And, and that is kind of the thing is like, 
the game very much is you can you can get to the the ending and ending relatively quickly because it's very much like you're kind of plodding along and then you know pretty like not too far in few hours in it kind of sets you off with this mission where it's like okay there are these three characters in a similar way to zelda or something like that they're these three characters you need to track them down um awaken them from their dream you know Mm -hmm. kill them like what you know whatever you want to kind of put it and they will effectively like unlock the door to this big boss. Yeah. Um, but surprise, surprise, like, you know, there's, there's a good ending that requires more of you to go about. And by just going straight to the boss, you're effectively taking the, the easy way out. And it's a much more like disappointing kind of thing. Yeah. Um, because you're not actually fighting the, the, big bad you're fighting the like the vessel of the big bad in a way um so i did the i did the true ending i did um which was like surprisingly thorough okay like i anticipated it being very much just like okay i did a little bit extra and i saw a couple of cutscenes and i got this item and it did it it was like no it it took me through some like super tough platforming sections it was a lot more in depth a lot more thorough and the like final boss that you fight is not like tough tough like but i think one of the biggest challenges is the fact that you have to if you die you have to fight the final boss and then fight him back to back oh so it's like you don't get to just jump right back to the (laughs) the big bad it's like you have to fight through the first guy and then get to him um which i remember kind of being the the way that i thought whenever i played um whenever i fought the final boss in one of the endings in sekiro where it was like oh yeah i fought one of the like one of these guys and i was like okay i got him down surely if I die to the next guy, I'm not going to have to fight that guy again. I was like, no, every time you have to fight that guy, (laughs) that guy again. Um, and yeah. And so I did do that. Was happy. I did that. Um, again, it's very like, it's ambiguous in the way that like a dark souls ending is where it's like, it's good question mark. Right. Um, but it's definitely like the more, the more good of the endings. Um, I did not, do mainly I didn't do the Godholm stuff, which is like this boss rush mode that they added in later. Okay. Um, that is supposed to be like ungodly, just in how because it's like 10 bosses back to back to back, and it's like mm. some of these bosses that you spent like 30 like fights, 50 fights on trying right. to beat them, like they'll be just one of the 10 bosses in this pantheon that you're going through. And it's like, I was like, I do not even have the, the mental like stability to try to try and tackle this. So I didn't even try. Um, the, yeah. Um, but it is funny and like, it's a big, for me, it's a big positive point playing through the game is that like, there is stuff that I, 
just naturally kind of stumbled across whenever I was playing it my first time through that like I nearly missed the second time just because like the game is so is so free flowing in how you like stumble across secrets or things like that, that it's like, there's almost kind of this element that it's like, I, if it wants me to see this thing, it'll just give me this thing is kind of like how you feel about the rhythm. But realistically, like there's, there are a lot of just hidden secrets that you can miss that you'll never stumble across. Like for me, like one of the biggest ones is there's a, there's a boss. I won't like say his full name because it may be kind of a spoiler, but like he's the gray prince is what he's called. And like the first time that I fought him in like the first game, I never thought anything of it. Like he's, he is effectively kind of a secret boss and he's super tough. Okay. But I just kind of like stumbled into fighting him. I met the prerequisites and just like, got to fight him didn't know why just thought that was the case but then i got to the end of my game with this and i was like it's like i never i was like that never opened up for me and it was like it wasn't until like really looking at it's like oh yeah you got to find this character and you also got to find this character and do this thing and i was like i guess i just didn't do those things this time (laughs) it was and it like and there was a lot of stuff like that where it was like my like playing through this game very early on was finding stuff that I had never found before. And then vice versa, just like there was stuff that I completely missed by the end of it that I had seen before. And so I think it's like really, I think it's in a similar way to something like dark souls or something like that. Like just has a lot of places to explore a lot of neat stuff you can find. Um, and yeah, had a great time with it. Very glad that I went back through and played it. Um, very excited again for Silk Song, and yeah. I'm glad that I'm a little like little more, better more caught up on things so that I can like go back and like see some potential nods or things like that. I mean, it Silk Song is supposed to take place in like a different land, a different yeah. kingdom. It's a different character, so like th- there may be no nods. I would be surprised if there are no nods, but like it's possible there's not like much connection at all. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm interested according to, according to Microsoft, that game's coming out in a couple of months, but we haven't heard about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, we all know what happened with Starfield. Am I right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, who knows? Um, I'm, uh, looking forward to it though. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited for it that I think, it's one of those things where I, okay, I definitely should play a little bit more of Hollow Knight before Silk Song drops, but I will be picking up Silk Song when that drops. Yeah. I am yeah. very much looking forward to that. It's gonna be a it's gonna be silky. Yeah, boy. Um, Corey, you said you had a secret surprise game that you're well, gonna I'm gonna hold that for next week now. Oh that's no Yeah, next week. I want week. it now. Well, I can give you well, this might give you a chance to play something between now and then that way we can both talk about it then. What? Um, I mean I already mentioned a little bit, but I did pick up the great Ace Attorney Chronicles and the Phoenix oh, yeah. Right trilogy. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's the great Ace Attorney Chronicles. Um I'll be bringing that next week. Okay. So the the like old feudal Japan yeah. one. Okay. I do, yeah. I do have that. So yeah. I could, I, I could play up. that. 
Yeah. Um, it was one of those things. It was on sale. I'm like, okay, I can get both for $15. Um, that's six games. Um, yeah, I will absolutely pick this up. And I didn't get far enough in to where I feel comfortable just like giving like an honest opinion and thoughts on it. Um, so I'm going to hold that till next week and maybe we'll both talk about it, but I will certainly be talking about it for sure. Yeah. Love it. Um, do you have anything else you wanted to talk about then? Um, no, not, not really. Oh, um, well, I'm trying to no. Goodbye everybody. I guess we're done. Well, trying to think. Um, what have, uh, let's see. I've watched, I'm trying to think. Have I talked about movies I've watched recently with the Oscars Ooh, and all? So, I watched yeah. um, After Sun with uh, Paul okay. Mescal uh, from Normal People. Um, okay. Devastating movie. Oh, my gosh. I cried for mm. like 20, 30 minutes after because uh, it didn't dawn on me what had happened until after like the credits started rolling kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, gorgeously shot. Uh, very melancholic I think is probably the best word for it. Like, you know, something like is wrong and you can't quite put your finger on it until the very end. And it's just, Oh, it is brutal. Um, what did you say the movie's name was? After sun. After sun. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I just want to um, look Yeah. Uh, Paul was up for, um, best leading actor in the Oscars and, um, having come out of normal people, I was curious to see what else he had done. And, yeah, it's really good. Really sad. Um, okay. Then uh, me and my wife, we watched The Banshees of Ishirin. Uh, in Ishirin. Uh, in Ishirin. Yeah, which was up for Best Picture, which Everything Everywhere All at Once won. Uh, yep. We're going to watch that soon. But Banshees of Ishirin, very good set on a fictional island off the coast of Ireland during um, the Irish Civil War. Um, and stars Brendan Gleeson and Colin Farrell as best friends who don't want to be friends. And, well, as uh, Brendan Gleeson's character no longer wants to be friends with Colin Farrell's character. It's Colum and uh, Piotr? Pierre? Pieter? Can't quite pronounce um, his name. Um, no way of knowing. It's, it, it's one of those things like this is a film in like the all the connotations of that word of like no this is like I really have to pay attention to like understand a lot of the nuance or a lot of maybe the jokes or like metaphors that the movie's trying to bring in I think you need to know a little bit of Irish history as well to get a better context of it but okay. very good movie uh, I was a little bored for a while and then a thing happened I'm, and, and I set up really straight and like this is what we're doing kind of a thing. Okay. <laughs> um, good movie. Very good okay. movie. Definitely. I would read up on a little bit of Irish history, civil war during like the 19, I think it's set in the ni- 1920s. Um, okay. I think I could be wrong with that. Um, but it was very good. Beautiful. Oh, in terms okay. of like c- cinematography, gorgeous movie. Like it'll make you one. I already want to go to Ireland, um, but I would really like to go to Ireland. You guys um, planning on watching Triangle of Sadness? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was, the, um, it's supposed to be a White Lotus. Yeah, like, that, that's what I've seen. Esque in in tone. Yeah. Um, so that seems 
wasn't on my radar until the Oscars, but then I was like, oh, okay. It's something we usually do. We didn't do it last year, um, but we always watch a handful of like the Oscar noms just to be yep. like, okay, what, what is this all about? Um, and I would say half the time I enjoy it, half the time I'm like, ugh, like Shape of Water. No clue how that went. I was just like, I don't I like actually it. didn't mind Shape of Water. Oh, I mean, it wasn't my favorite movie, but I think like, it was too much for me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Loved Call Me By Your Name from that year. I haven't watched Call Me By Your Name. Oh. Did you ever watch Parasite? Oh, yeah. Parasite's great. Yeah. Parasite's good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Maybe maybe in lieu of something something to play right now, maybe I'll watch everything, everywhere, all at once. Who knows? Our pl- that's our plan, too, um, here, I think, this week, is we're going to watch it. If you want to be really sad, okay. watch After Sun. Yeah, don't. I, I don't want to be really sad. Then don't watch it. And that it goes to all of our <laughs> listeners. If like if you're if you're really in the mood for like a good cry and like one of those like it's like that low feeling in your chest the whole time, that's the movie for you. Hmm. Maybe I maybe I should also watch Glass Onion. I still haven't watched Glass. Oh, you haven't Onion. watched Glass Onion? You should watch Glass no. Onion. Ah oh, man, I loved it. I still don't think it's as good as Knives Out, but it's just great fun. Yeah. It's it's hard to beat. I mean, like I can, I've been in that mood recently. Like I've been looking up books in that mm. mood too, where it's like, man, I, I could just devour Agatha Christie, like cozy yeah. murder mysteries. And like, I've definitely been in that mode where it's like, I just want like book versions of knives out. Like I just want mm. that in my life forever. Well, I and also I think just, that would be, I watched the newest season of you of Penn back oh, yeah. like stalker, yeah. Yeah, film yeah. or not film series. Um, and this season is a whodunit. Um, I think I've heard that. How is it? Because we we watched the first three seasons, and it definitely like no spoilers in that. But like the granted, I mean, uh, I feel like seasons one and three have like a finality to them yeah. that are like you can they can just be done at that point, and three especially has like a level of finality. Like it definitely sets it up to where it's like, oh yeah, there's going to be more, but it definitely almost kind of feels like a reboot just in like what is happening at that point. So, I mean, in, in, in the new season, does it feel good? Like it, does it feel like it's, it's warranted that there's another season or is it just kind of like, oh, there's just, there's more of this. It didn't. And then it does. If that makes sense. Because okay. it, it was dropped in two different parts, and I thought the first part um, was actually really good, actually extremely good. I think some of my favorite of the whole thing because it is a whodunit, and I think I've just really enjoyed whodunits in yeah. recent memory. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and then the back half drops, and I think it justifies it being another season. And then it's like it. I don't want to spoil anything actually more than that. Um, okay, but um, it it went places where I was just like, mm, okay, interesting. I like the first half of it a lot more than the second. Half. Okay, okay, so. yeah, we need to watch that too. Um, I check it out. I, it, yeah, it's it. I think season three it leaned into like its whole idea a lot, and this season it does it even more so. Um, 
I'd be curious to see what you think after, after it ends. It's, it's an easy watch. It's only nine episodes, so. Okay. Maybe ten episodes. Love it. It's uh, ten. I don't know. Okay. Um, yeah, I um, I guess since we're on this train, I'll, I'll recommend a, an anime that uh, I heard that about and was intrigued enough by that I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to watch it. And mm-hmm. granted, I haven't watched all of it. Um, I've watched about half of it, but it's a, it's called summertime rendering. Okay. Um, it is a time loop murder mystery. Okay. Um, and that was kind of the thing was I was like, okay, like, I was kind of in that mode where I was like, I kind of want something. And then I started seeing a lot of talk come out about this where it was like, Oh, this is like, this is really cool. It's really interesting. And it's, it's, you know, this kid who's been away from home for a couple of years, like his childhood friend drowns, um, and saving another kid. And he comes back home and gets kind of embroiled in this whole, like, otherworldly uh, time loop mystery thing that's um, very much kind of like, you know, stakes are starting to ramp up at that halfway point just in like trying to figure out what exactly is happening. But it's just like it, it feels novel and interesting and fun and like, yeah. I mean, fun, f- fun in some ways and dark right. yep. in other ways. <laughs> too um but yeah i mean i'm sure if you are like an anime like if you're an avid anime watcher then you're probably well aware of it because it's like been popping up a lot and i've heard people talking about it um but if you have not watched anime in in a minute kind of like me um check it out because it's fun it's in just a seaside village it's time loop it's murder mystery there's otherworldly kind of stuff there's you know it's it's got everything you need time honestly yeah it's a lot of fun um and it's a it's longer i feel like than most because most first season animes that aren't something like my hero academia or something are like 10 episodes right 10 12 episodes something like that this is like 24 right out of the gate so it's like i mean it's it's beefy it has some so i mean if it it has more episodes than you would think so you know good or bad depending on your opinion of it but but yeah that's there watch it um it's fun um oh wait Huh. huh oh no never mind i was I was trying to look up something just to kind of like see. I was reading something that was comparing it to a couple of other anime and manga. Okay. But it was just, and I I was reading it as if it was from the same guy who made these other things. One of which is one of my favorite anime of all time, Steins Gate or Steins Semicolon Gate. If you've, or not semicolon, full colon? No, it's a semicolon. Okay. It's a colon? I don't know. Is it a colon? I don't know. Um (laughs) it's which is also a time time travel like related thing, but also like also dark and um but I thought I sorry, I I went off on a side. I was reading something that I thought I thought they they also made that and I was like, Oh, that that then explains why I'm kind of into this, but no, he didn't. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Nice. That that's what it is. Um (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Corey. 
Um, I guess this is an episode. Um, yeah, we're in right now. We talked about what we've been playing, talking about what we're going to be playing. Just a couple yeah. of media just drops as well. So Yeah. Um, next week. We don't have to chunk it every week. Yeah. You got, um, you got Ace Attorney, apparently. Yeah, that, that's, I'll be bringing that apparently. next week. Talking. With maybe uh, Link's Awakening. Um, we might... Depending on if you play, I think uh, we discussed doing just a quick like 20, 30 minute bonus on that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's in the works. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who knows what I'm going to be playing because I, I could start anything Great at this point. Ace Attorney Chronicles. It could be Ace Attorney Chronicles for all I know. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I did think about that. It's just, I don't. If I'm going to be playing That's a, a beefy one. Yeah, if I'm gonna be playing a beefy JRPG, I'm just gonna I'm gonna pull Octopath Traveler to yeah. back up again. I do now um, have all of the characters for Octopath Two. Okay, very nice. Um, I'm in Thrones Chapter Two. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, Heck it's yeah. Uh, yeah. I I'm still not sure that I'm in the headspace yet for that, so I don't know. But I'm also not. I thought about Wolong, but I'm not sure I'm gonna go Wolong either yet. I don't know. With Octopath for me, it's so easy to just jump in. Like, okay, once I like grind a little bit in the world, which I I've been trying to do better at compared to the first one. Like, okay, let's get just a couple of battles in. I'm like, once I get into a chapter, I'm like, I know I'm in this for about an hour. A chapter is yeah. a, it's about an hour, yeah. um, and that's been a very easy way for me to go pick up more characters and like, okay, yeah. grind a little bit go here. All right. I'm doing Pietro chapter one. Hey, um, but, um, it's going to be about an hour and yeah. easy to get in, get out. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? I guess it'll be a surprise to everybody. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Corey, um, where can people find you on the internet? If they want to find you on the internet. People can find me over on the internet at stay thrashy on Twitter or hash slinging thrasher on Instagram. I, don't post a ton, but I'll probably post this week if I need surgery on my knee, which there's a yeah. chance. Um, <laughs> just being like, well, this sucks. Um, so, yeah. But more importantly, follow uh, Arcade underscore Cozy on our Twitter account. Please. Yeah, boy. Um, you can follow us at Arcade Cozy on Instagram.com. You can email us, ArcadeCozy at gmail.com. You can follow me personally at 4PointPixel. Um, on Instagram, um, Twitter, honestly, don't even bother following me. I think I've, What's I think job? I've checked out of Twitter at this point. <laughs> like, I'm a lurker on Twitter. I don't really ever tweet anything. It's my big problem. It's, well, I mean, that's the thing is like for a number of years, I've kind of like drifted away from tweeting. Mm-hmm. There was a period, like whenever I was in college, I, I went hard at Twitter. Same. Um, but so I, yeah, I, became a lurker over time but even now it just doesn't feel fun to like it's a bit of a cesspool it's yeah i think the overall like the mood and the atmosphere kind of sours it but it's also to the fact that like there are tweaks to the algorithm that are making me see more things that i don't care about and also to like i it it feels a lot less relevant because it used to be a thing where it was like, oh, I could go on Twitter and it would be like, it was almost like breaking news stories mm-hmm. where I was learning. And it's like, now I don't feel like I'm seeing any of that. Now it, I feel like I'm just seeing promoted tweets for things that I knew nothing about. And like, that's, you know, 
it's like I have less interest than I've ever had in <laughs> going to Twitter. So um, I feel like I say that to say, don't don't yeah, just don't follow me on Twitter. It doesn't matter. It's definitely gone downhill. The site has. Yeah. Um, I did uh, with a new owner. But. Yeah, I I have mentioned uh, Blue Sky, uh, Jack Dorsey's yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. new D regulated decentralized twitter that he's coming out with um maybe i'll be on that who knows um i know next but week. yeah yeah maybe next week Find out um next week on arcade cozy yeah, dun, boy. Dun, 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 dun. but yeah Corey. um that's a drag ball z reference that's a drag ball. <laughs> yeah I, I think I was, I think I started thinking about Power Rangers in the middle of that and I lost a thread. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> uh, Corey, I hope your leg heals beautifully this Me week. Too. Um, yeah, I hope you are just skipping through fields. How I, I will um, take not hobbling. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. That'll, we'll call it a win. But pop some um, ibuprofen and ice this bad boy. Yeah. I mean, if you pop enough, you might get to no hobbles. Um, is that how it works? One way or the other. Until then, Corey, um, this has been Arcade Cozy. Life is hectic. Why should your hobbies be too? Yeah. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs>